This is the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Tuesday, August 2nd. I'm Donald Ware. Hope you enjoyed yesterday's interview. Had a chance to catch your conversation. Had a chance to catch up with West Virginia State head football coach John Pennington. The Yellow Jackets looking to really break out in that MEC conference or the Mountain East Conference on this year. I want to go back uh, as on Friday, the MEAC had its annual media day. Now, remember, the MEAC is down to six football-playing institutions, six football-playing institutions uh, in the MEAC, but uh, the the schools remain strong, the institutions uh, remain strong, and so it, it promises to be a really good season when you talk about football in the MEAC. I mean, I look at South Carolina State, who obviously was picked to win the MEAC this year, and rightfully so. I mean, you look at what the Bulldogs were able to do on last year, winning the Celebration Bowl, being named HBCU National Champions. Most of the players come back. I mean, the really the key loss from last year is to Kobe Durant, who was drafted uh, in this year's National Football League draft. But I mean, you look at Corey Fields, the quarterback comes back. You look at the bookends when you talk about uh, uh, Green and and Gold and 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 Godbolt. Uh, on the defensive ends. I look at a guy like a B.J. Davis, who's been really, really good uh, for South Carolina State at the linebacker uh, positions. Promises to be uh, Kendrell Flowers, the running back, comes back, right? So you look at South Carolina State, and it's going to be a really good football team. It's going to challenge for another HBCU national championship. And I think, you know, has the advantage here in the MEAC. But let's not sleep on really any of the teams. I think if you look at the MEAC, even with six teams, I think all of the teams are going to be better this year. I thought Norfolk State and Dawson Odoms in his first year had a run, really had an opportunity to really grasp that MEAC championship last year in the latter part of this season and couldn't get it done. As a matter of fact, big loss to Delaware State down the stretch on last year. Norfolk State wins that game. You may be talking about Norfolk State as champions. To me, it showed uh, that um, South Carolina State was destined to win that HBCU National Championship with Buddy Pugh in his 20th season as the head football coach. But being picked to finish second this year, North Carolina Central. Um, And I think, you know, Trey Oliver, He's done a, a good job. He's improved. They, they had a solid season last year. Talking about the Eagles, that quarterback uh, position is definitely one um, that I think is really uh, solidified. And I'm going to tell you why. This is why. I mean, I think it's solidified anyway. But when you look at what Corey Fields did last year, specifically, specifically in the Celebration Bowl, and Davius Richard, the quarterback for North Carolina Central, had a solid season last year. You go back to his 2019 season when he was a freshman. You're looking at a young man that uh, can can throw the football and can get it done with his legs. And the, the voters didn't blink with the fact that, uh, you know, Corey Fields did a really good job last year in the Celebration Bowl. The, the voters went with Davius Richard as the quarterback uh, for a uh, first-team quarterback and Corey Fields was second-team quarterback when you're talking about 
the uh, the preseason rankings or the preseason uh, preseason all conference teams uh, in the MEAC. So I think North Carolina Central is going to be very good this year. Um, you know, pick to finish second uh, when you're talking about preseason. Norfolk State. Now, I mean, if you're Norfolk State, I mean, you got to replace the all world quarterback. So that, I mean, I think that's that's going to be, um, you know, there's, that's going to be a challenge, no doubt about that. But what I will say is when you have a young man that's coming back uh, in J.J. Davis in terms, he was, he was voted the preseason player uh, of the year, the running back special. I mean, he's a special type of player. And, I mean, I think he's a guy um, that is going, I mean, he's going to have to, you know, be a guy that really uh, stands out. It's going to have to be a guy to sort of really carry the load uh, until uh, such when uh, uh, the quarterback kind of gets, you know, able to kind of get his feet wet. So, you know, I, I, I think that when I look at Norfolk State being picked to finish third, I mean, there's no surprise there, but I think Norfolk State has an opportunity to be improved this year. Um, Delaware State picked to finish fourth. I look at what Delaware State uh, did last year and that comeback victory against Norfolk State was big and I think that's a big win coming into the 2022 season you look at what Delaware State was able to do with Rod Milstead and you know Rod Milstead is a winner he's a winner where he's been I mean he won what three MEAC championships at Delaware State as a player he, he you know he won he was a Super Bowl winner in, in his time in the National Football League. So you know he really wanted to turn this program around. And he's and this is, you know, this is this is year four, I believe, for Rod Milstead. So, you know, he's got really the bulk of his players and he's recruited very well. He's got a lot of players coming from that Pennsylvania and Delaware area, that DMV area uh, as well. He's got some guys that can really, really play. And so I'm looking forward to seeing what Delaware State is going to do. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think Delaware State... It's going to be a team that's going to challenge for the MIAC crown this year. I mean, I, I would, aside maybe from last year, we would do this preseason deal and I would talk about all of the teams and it would, you know, I, I, you'd have to really find a way to, to say something, you know, as, or try to be as positive as you can be with respect to Delaware State in years past. But now I'm saying this is going to be a Delaware State team that I think you're going to have to watch out for. I mean, I think Howard's going to be going to be going to be good. I mean, you look at the offensive side of the football. I mean, Howard's got all conference guys all over the place. Wide receiver, uh, you know, you look at the offensive line. I mean, I think, you know, year three, I think this is a year in which Howard can kind of really maybe come to life and and really. Ch I, I don't know if Howard is poised, not sure in terms of challenging. I, mean, I, I wouldn't put in, I think. The voters got it right. I mean, I definitely would put Delaware State over Howard. No question. I think Delaware State's going to challenge. But with that being said, I mean, I think Howard's going to be improved. Then I look at a Morgan State team has really been challenged uh, for several years. You look at Morgan State going back to the 2015 season, won a share of the MEAC crown. And because of the point system with the MEAC, in terms of who would get the automatic playoff bid at that time from the, from the MEAC, it was Morgan State who got the playoff berth. It may, may have been going back to 15, but the 2014 season, going back to the 2014 season, and Morgan got the playoff berth as well as sharing the MEAC championship. Seems like it's been a long time since that's happened, but 
I think when you look at Damon Wilson coming over from Bowie State, he's got, and even if it doesn't happen this year, now it may not, I think you're going to see some improvement this year. Will Morgan challenge for the MEAC championship this year? Probably not. But I think when you're talking about the future and Damon Wilson being there, he's got the recruiting base already uh, in terms of what he was able to do at Bowie State for in excess of 10 years. He knows that DM he's going to recruit locally. He's always gotten kids out of Baltimore even to come to Bowie State. So you know he's going to be able to get kids to come from Baltimore uh, to play at Morgan State. And Baltimore is no more uh, as a basketball town, but you're starting to see where the football is becoming a lot better in Baltimore. And he's obviously going to be able to recruit uh, from the DMV. Uh, and I just think he's going to do a fantastic job at Morgan State uh, in the future. But but that said, Morgan's definitely going to be an improved football team uh, this year. And we'll ultimately see how things go. You look at the MEAC, and even though there are six teams, you got to play five conference games, that gives you an opportunity for six non-conference games. It gives teams an opportunity to make some money. You look at uh, what uh, South Carolina State is doing. It's going to make some money. Going to play. Uh, uh, going to play South Carolina. Uh, going to play Central Florida. So it, it's going to be able to make some money uh, uh, this year. And and so that's where things are uh, with the me with the MEAC. I definitely wouldn't count the MEAC out. I think a lot of people have tried to count the MEAC out. Uh, there were questions as to whether Howard was going to leave. Maybe Howard, in fact, was going to leave or, or considering it, maybe had some conversations, ultimately decided to stay in the MEAC. You've got six teams. And by the way, I, I think you have to have maybe, I don't know, six may get you the automatic berth. It could be seven uh, to the FCS playoffs, but it's not even going to matter because the MEAC, along with the SWAC, automatically sends its champion to the Celebration Bowl where the Celebration Bowl is going to make you some money, especially with the winner, and also that national exposure from the game being on ABC. So I think, I mean, it, 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 listen, you, you never know what may happen in the MEAC. Would a, would a MEAC team uh, get an at-large berth? Depends. I mean, I think this is a MEAC that's going to be pretty competitive, but I think the MEAC teams have to compete outside of the conference and win some of those non-conference games. If the MEAC teams can, you know, then whatever team doesn't win the championship perhaps could get a playoff uh, berth. We saw it happen. Uh, we've seen it happen before. It's been some years, but we've seen it happen before. I mean, we, I think the last time the MEAC may have gotten an, auto, uh, a, 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 an at-large berth may have been 2016, if I'm not mistaken, it was A&T because North Carolina Central won the conference, thus went to the Celebration Bowl, and A&T got an at-large berth. So that was 2016. But across the landscape uh, of HBCU football at the Division One level, I mean, you look at uh, in the SWAC where Florida A&M got the at-large berth to the playoffs this past year uh, with the only the early loss to Jackson State. We may see that again. This year, I mean, I think, you know, not to get off, I mean, this is more about the MEAC, but I think when you're looking at the SWAC, that opening game of the season, I think the winner of that game uh, goes on to win the Eastern Division. And if the other team 
does well in non-conference play as Florida A&M uh, was able to do on last year, then you're talking about uh, the SWAC possibly getting an at-large berth uh, as well. Anyway, that's a look at the MEAC on today. After the MEAC had its coaches luncheon, its preseason predictions uh, on Friday, we didn't have a chance to really talk about that this past weekend on Box to Row, so I thought we'd talk about it today on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget to tell a couple of friends about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast, where you can find us on our website at BoxToRow.com. Also, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Talk with you tomorrow.